0: What is up, listeners? Welcome back to Predator vs. Movies. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. I'm not singing. And this is a (laughs) podcast where we discuss and review the latest movie releases. We're going to start off with a non-spoiler review before diving into a deep discussion of the film. And then we are going to ask the most important question. Would this movie be better if the alien from Predator was in it? Before we do that, though, we have some trailers... Uh, To discuss uh, Into the trailer park,
1: my brothers Off we go
0: That is is where we look at the trailers (laughs) In the trailer park Uh, Because that's where trailers are Uh, First up, we have a little trailer For a movie called uh, All of Us Strangers Um, It's an Andrew uh, I said I was going to look this up Andrew Haig film Uh. He is a British filmmaker who did uh, Movies He did Lean on Pete Okay. I've heard of that one. Lena um, P. That was actually his last film, his most recent film. Uh, he did a movie called 45 Years and a movie called Weekend. Oh, I've heard of Weekend. Um, anyways, uh, <laughs> it stars... I um, also don't know the other guy's name. Is it something Scott? Look at me. So prepared. Oh,
1: Andrew Scott, right? Andrew Scott, like yeah, 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 yeah. He's the priest guy from the, from the Flea show.
0: Yeah, okay, I thought it was Andrew Scott, but I... Second-guess yeah. myself because they're both Andrews, so it's Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal, uh, and it looks like it looks very similar to After Sun, but mm-hmm. I say that in a positive way. Right, it looks like we're uh, going to like some family, like nostalgia, memory sort of stuff, uh, and Andrew Scott, Hot Priest, and Paul Mescal, uh, hot hot dad. In Aftersun, <laughs> uh, are yeah. romancing it up. and it uh, I don't know. I, I'm quite interested in this. I think it looks good. Peter? To be honest, even though I
2: send you guys a trailer, I didn't watch the trailer myself. I didn't watch it <laughs> oh, oh, <man. laughs> I was and just I'm like, sorry. oh, it's all my show. <laughs> and
1: I was like, hey, I'll send this to you guys. <laughs> I saw it, I saw tweets about it, though. I think this movie... I've, I think I've seen people talking about this movie for a little while now, no?
0: It's, um... Yes. Uh, it, people were quite excited when they heard Paul Mescal and uh, Andrew Scott were going to be doing a movie where they were lovers, so, I mean, yeah. Uh, I get it. Um, and then more recently, after the film has been, like, uh, doing its festival tour, um, it's got some pretty good reviews. Like, I think quite oh. good. Um oh. So, I think that's why you've been hearing about it. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've, heard, I've heard it's quite good. And uh, I, I believe it. I think it looks quite good to me as well. Good. Good, good, good. Uh, there was another trailer. Uh, this one I did watch for a little movie called Dream Scenario. Did neither of you watch it? Of you no, I did. It? Dream this, Scenario I did. This one I did, yeah, one I did watch, I did. yeah. I won't, but no one watched All of Us Strangers.
1: I oh. did not watch All of Us Strangers. I heard Peter didn't
0: hear. Okay. Um, Dream Scenario uh, is a movie produced by Ari Aster, which explains a lot. I noticed that this time. <laughs> it was does. Like, oh. It does.
1: <laughs> it has that oh. sheen, for sure. Right. No, so I think this looks very interesting. Uh, I think... Uh, this is something that I, this is like, it, this is in my realm of things, this is something that I would write, uh, from the looks of it, and I do, I do, I am excited for this one. Though, considering, uh, let's just say I'm, I hope that the astering, the Aster-esque features are to a minimum, I'll say that, as <laughs> not the largest all. fan.
2: Well, I mean, it's already quite pronounced. Like, if you compare... Well, I don't mind the
1: visual style, but I just hope... I hope, like, the story isn't, like, the same. I hope it avoids the pitfalls that I don't like in Ari Aster movies. I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can can see that. I just, like... If people are listening for the first time, this is a podcast that is lukewarm at best on Ari Aster. (laughs)
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just thought, like, you know... When I was watching I was like, oh my god, the main guy looks so familiar. Who is that? And then, <laughs> and then they said, it's Nicholas Cage. I was like, oh my god, that is actually him. But, um, you
0: didn't recognize him? That's
2: crazy. No, I did not recognize him. Uh, but, but it Beard looks very bold. fun. It looks very mm-hmm. fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I'll describe it, because uh, I haven't yeah. really had an opportunity to do so. <laughs> uh, it's mm. actually directed by Christopher Borgley. Uh, he okay. did a movie last year that I've heard of, but I have yet to see, called Sick of Myself. Okay. Um, he uh, is Norwegian. Uh, anyways, yes, it stars Nicolas Cage, and he's a guy who starts appearing in everybody's dreams. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's a surrealist comedy film, so it's supposed to be funny. Uh, all the reviews in the trailer say that Nicolas Cage is quite funny in it. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a little skeptical. Just uh, I don't know what it was. Like I, I couldn't clue into it on the first watch, mm. and then I saw the Ari Aster thing. And I was like, "Oh, that's why!" <laughs> like it, like it, kind of. I'm a little bit like, I'm, I'm dubious. Like just like, how, what they're gonna do with the the concept of it? It's a very high concept, and I'm, I'm wondering, okay, but what, what next? You know? So, but I, mean, that's, I feel like there that's are a the number of you can go. I well, yes, no. I, uh, I'm just curious as to what that, what that will be. So, uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, we don't have to wait and see for a movie that we did. That we not did wait and we saw. We sat and watched. Yes. Uh, yes. And you want to tell us about said movie?
1: Uh, so we watched a little movie called Theater Camp. It was directed by Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman. It was written by Noah Galvin, Molly Gordon, Nick Lieberman, Lieberman and Ben Platt. Some uh, might recognize that name as the high school guy who uh, was Evan scary Hansen. in that movie, Evan Hansen. Uh, it was based on a short film by the same name, by the same people. Uh, it's starring Noah Galvin, Molly Gordon, Ben Platt, Jimmy Tatro, Patty Harrison, Nathan Lee Graham, Ayo Beery, and a few amongst other people. Uh, cinematography is by Nate Hertzellers. It was uh, released initially January 21st, 2023. That was at Sundance. Go a wide release on July 14th of this year. Runtime 93 minutes. Box office is 4.5 million, but I do not have a budget here.
0: Very cool. Um. Something I found out in my research. Uh, ben Platt, who we all know. Noah Galvin in the list is Glenn. Yeah. Oh, He's okay. the tech guy. And Molly Gordon is the music person, Rebecca Diane. Mm-hmm. I figured. So three, three out of four writers and producers are also in the movie. And then Molly Gordon also directs in addition. So she's, like, doing everything. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, and... Um, the other thing is, oh, that uh, I learned that Noah Galvin and Ben Platt are engaged. I had no idea. Ah. Oh wow, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I've seen them around. I I recognize Noah Galvin from things, but I I had no idea. So that's cool. She's um, in the Good Doctor. That show? <laughs> <You laughs> <laughs> no, you watched? No, I just saw it on God. Wikipedia.
1: He is not the um, good doctor himself, but
0: no. He's in that okay, okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, wait—is that show
2: just... supposed to be good or bad? Because like <laughs> I, was it, I was looking at the reviews, and the reviews are actually quite
1: good. Yeah, but cable but, like, shows sometimes just get like a certain demographic reviews. of people oh, that watch it that just eat that shit up, and oh, that doesn't make them good. Yeah,
0: okay. it's it's cable, so. Yeah. Uh, but now that we've uh, discussed the movie and the good doctor, we do our classic saving. Uh Predator. Uh, critic. Predic- Predacritic. <laughs> <laughs> Predacritic. critic, <laughs> um, this start. is a thing where there's a website called Metacritic, and we are going to guess where Theater Camp lands in the metric of Metacritic. I'm spinning a wheel to determine who shall go first among us. Who shall us. go It first. will be, uh, be Aiden. For fuck's sake, it's I me. I hope not. I am going first. Um, okay. Dude, this is like your third time going first. I know you're I'm always just raised. going first and it keep yeah. losing because of it. So <laughs> I have a feeling that hmm, I'm feeling 70s. Okay. Feeling seventies, I'm gonna do a seance. i so feeling seventies. Speak to me, theater camp. I'm feeling seventy-six. Uh next up is Aiden.
1: Ooh. Next up is Aiden. Ooh. Hmm. I don't know if I'm tapped in with the critics on this one, to be honest. I can tell you how I feel about this movie. I think that you're probably right around the money there, Alex. I think that this might be slightly higher, though. And so, therefore, I will go 77.
0: Very interesting. Uh, And that, of course, leaves Peter. Okay. I mean,
2: you know, I can play the game. You know boring but i can play the game but i would not play the game i'm gonna guess um 78 oh thank you
0: yeah let's go i will let you, <laughs> you play the game me. but i think <laughs> it's slightly higher than uh than 77 yeah, so, so to recap 76 on my part 77 Aiden, 78 Peter, i'm right? safe yeah okay that's all i asked for well guess it's what? lower huh well, guess what, Mother yeah. effers? Oh my God! Is it seventy-six? 70s- are, are you right yeah. on the money? My luck's turning around. It's actually lower than any of us could have guessed. It's seventy, which is oh, okay. disappointing for the film, but very good for me because this that means I win for once. You do
1: win. Um, and I'm I was on a safe.
0: losing streak. Um, so yeah, it's going to be fun. this is I what I get it will uh, be fun, bro. Come on. <laughs> so this means, of course, that I get to. Uh, do my spiel uh, my non-spoiler review You're spielberg um, I love this movie mm. this is the second time I've seen this movie I saw it in theaters a month ago and I watched it again today on Disney Plus um, I originally I think I gave it four and a half stars I might give it five stars this time no like, way like that's, that's what I'm saying. too like, high like if we're talking about Aiden's way of ranking movies which is how like do you have a good is time? it achieving no is it achieving what it set out to be. Is it the best oh, version okay, of itself? I see, I see. Yeah. I feel like Theater Camp is. I don't have, like, like, I thought I had a, a, a flaw the first time, but it kind of, like, just didn't this time. I fully enjoyed myself. Um, I'll talk more about the actual movie. Uh, it's incredibly funny. Uh, also, like, very heartfelt and emotional. I found myself on more than one account, like, tearing up, which is... Rare, it doesn't always happen. And so I was quite surprised uh, by that. I know on a second viewing, sometimes that helps actually. Um, I think the first time, one of the flaws I found was that it's quite chaotic and there's a lot going on, and I felt like not enough things uh, were getting fully fleshed out. But I, I didn't feel that at all this time. I kind of like thought that it worked for, for this story. It was like this, the stories that it's really trying to tell are there and strong. And while some of the side things don't get their full, uh, time in the spotlight, I guess, like, it's not important, like, it wasn't about them, they were kind of like a gag, it's a silly comedy movie, it's a fun 90-minute movie, like, not, not really a concern of mine. The main story is fleshed out, I mean, two stories, I'd say, um, and, uh, yeah, I think the cast is phenomenal, I think the characters are phenomenal, um, the singing, the, oh my god, the children in this movie like blow the actual star cast out of the water sometimes. They're so funny. Um, and just so talented as well. Uh, I think it perfectly captures what uh, like the musical theater experience is. And I think the filming is also like really, really strong. It's doing this mockumentary style and I think it does it quite well. And it looks gorgeous. Uh, so definitely one of my favorite movies of this year. Uh, maybe five stars and absolutely would recommend this to a friend uh so i think that means uh, aiden is next what did you think yeah. about this movie
1: i liked this movie a lot too i think this movie was very very funny i think it had a lot of heart i think it was very sincere i did have some minor flaws though kind of like you said none of them really none of them bogged me down and none of them subtracted necessarily from my experience too hard though i did have some i had a similar note about the chaos and i think i can be more specific in that I think there are certain characters that are maybe mishandled a bit. Like, if their role is to just be a silly side character, then there are things that don't make sense to me within that, and we can get into that a little bit more. But that's honestly somewhat nitpicky. I think that it's really nice that they have this nostalgic film style for, like, essentially, like, the theater camp is this home away from home, and you think, to a certain extent, people who went to theater camps and who have these memories are meant to be like transported back and feel like feel at home again once they're in this theater camp. And I think that this nostalgic kind of like um, th- th- uh, this film with like a lot of like halation and light bleeding, like it, it feel it, it gives, it presents that very well. Um, I think that the cast is very funny and yeah, I, uh, I like Jimmy Tatro. <laughs> I like seeing him given stuff. I, even though he is kind of the same guy every time, I think he does it very well. Uh, And then I have some minor critiques here and there, but this is a four star movie for me. Definitely enjoyed it. Uh, I think it's quite well written. um, And I think it was a good time.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Tatro was the guy I remember when we first saw the trailer and talked about it here, you were excited that he was in it. So I'm curious, I'm looking up like just on Letterboxd what he's been in and he's been in a lot. He's like, been an still... American
1: Vandal, which I cannot yeah. recommend right. enough to everyone. That is one of the best Netflix original shows that has ever been made. It is it is like shockingly good, and especially the first season, is like very poignant in the end, and you would not expect it to be, but it's like it, that's a good show. Everyone should watch that show.
0: Interesting. He is also the creator and star of the YouTube channel Life According to Jimmy. Which yeah, he's is more a YouTuber. Than Three point <laughs> four million subscribers. Uh, video sketches. Interesting. And then he was also in 22 Jump Street. Uh, cool. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that
2: sounds like his movie, actually. He's in 22 movies, Jump though. Street is exactly his type of movie.
0: Yeah. He's in King of Staten Island, Grown Ups 2, Bad Education, Wolf of Snow Hollow, Strays, Stuber. Mm. Isn't Stuber? Uh, Peter, what did you think about this movie?
2: Okay. So I was very excited about this movie. Not going to lie. When I watched the trailer, I was like, okay, this is just like a goofy wholesome very like uh has a lot of heart type movie you know and not gonna lie when I was watching it I was a little scared because I was like okay when is this movie gonna start to get good because like especially in the first half it was quite chaotic there are a lot of things going on and all at once and I wasn't sure that you know, everything will be wrapped up in a good manner. But, like, the third act absolutely slapped. The third act was so good. I did tear up as well towards the end of the third act. I think a lot of characters got, like, just so many warm and just wholesome conclusions at the very end. And then the kids, the kids are so talented. And then, uh, like, even though this is a... This is a movie about a theater camp. Like, all the music pieces and all the uh, the choreography they've done are absolutely stellar, like, especially the end. Uh, the tap sequence and the singing sequences are fantastic and uh, just, like, a very, very good time. It's, like, it's almost like a Wes Anderson movie. Like, it makes you feel very warm when uh, when you're watching it. Like, it's very lighthearted, funny, and also... Uh, Wholesome at the same time. I gave it a 4 out of 5. Um, one star off because the, the beginning, I was just not vibing with it. But the mm-hmm. end was so good. So it obviously deserves 4 out of 5. Um, Interesting. And uh, I recommend everyone to watch this. This is
0: a very good movie. Cool. Uh, so pretty much uh, all in the positives. Uh, yeah. With a range of a slight variation of, of how positive. Uh, but... Uh, peter my boy uh yeah. unfortunately it's you really pew, have pew, to give a synopsis for once okay that's
2: so
1: the yes. spoiler alarm yeah, i don't know if you, guys if you haven't there. seen the that movie the get best. the fuck out yeah um
0: not not a movie that you could like <laughs> totally spoil i think yeah like, that's true that is like true. you like you could know the ending but yeah. i don't think yeah. you could see anything the that, like, end was crazy movie.
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Christopher Nolan showed up and was like, yo, I'm about to direct the next musical for the camp. Like Christopher yeah. Nolan from like, you yeah. know, from Arbor the real world. Shoda. No, it's good yeah. thing
0: that we put the spoiler warning on because I mean, <laughs> people would have be been Because people would fucked up. <laughs> <on. laughs> yeah. it, it, um, yeah. it
2: was very unexpected. It was very unexpected. Okay, say.
0: well, I'm going to keep us on track here. Peter, you have <laughs> two minutes. Are you ready? Two minutes. Let's go. Okay, and three, two, one, you may commence.
2: Okay, so at the start of the movie Joanne, who's the founder and organizer of Theatre Camp Joan, that's uh, Joan Sorry? Joan. Joan. Joan, sorry Joan, the founder <laughs> and organizer so of Theatre <laughs> Camp um, Basically, like, is in a coma And uh, now her son must take over and organize the Theatre Camp Now, Theatre Camp is in sort of a financial situation You know, the, the rich camp next door wants to buy it out And then the son mistakenly signed like a contract. So (laughs) now they, uh, they need to save the camp in one way or another. And during the camp, uh, there were like a lot of auditions and, uh, people being cast into place. And the biggest one is uh, still Joan, uh, which is like a tribute to, uh, uh, Joan who's, you know, currently in a coma. And then during the production, the two, one of the two main teachers that we're following, they're sort of in a very strange platonic relationship. Uh, the, uh, the, the the lady got a job on a cruise ship, so she started, like, le- leaning towards that instead of devoting uh, herself to the camp. So they sort of have a, fel- a fallout between the the guy teacher and the lady teacher. Um, and uh, what else happened? And, uh... And they were sort of running into like a casting problem as well because the, one of the leads got offered a role as a pregnant gymnast on a set somewhere. Um, so the tech guy, Glenn, has to step in and fill the shoes. And basically at the very end, uh, the, the son of Joan, Troy, invited all his TikTok influencer friends, potential investors as he called them, to watch the play and the play unfolded flawlessly the, uh, the lady teacher and the guy teacher made up uh, and uh, it ended with uh, the, the Airbnb guy that Troy is hosting donating a huge sum of money to save the theater camp. It's a hard. It's a hard movie to like uh, summarize. Yeah, lot, uh, I feel it, like
1: yeah, they, they They do put a lot, of, a, lot of yeah. stuff, uh, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. there's like yeah. a
2: lot of random Absolutely. little things here and there. Yeah. Like for example, there's like a little party they threw where the yeah. rich camp kids get invited, right? Uh, yeah. Like like there were like a lot of small sequences that did not advance the plot per se, but are like really great character building and like the I guess theater camp. Like if you think about the camp as a character, mm-hmm. like we get to know more about what this camp is about and the type of people in the camp so yeah
1: i i was gonna say i don't i agree with you that the camp itself is kind of a character that's interesting i don't necessarily agree that those sequences don't advance the plot i think that like especially the the like relationships like kind of are the plot like the relationships and how they're tied together like like, so so it it is important, like for example, like the, it's actually a really important beat that uh Ben Platt's character is like getting like a, increasingly upset at this party and he talks to the kids and he's like, Cherish those memories, cherish them. Mm. Like that is actually an important yeah, plot yeah. beat as well. Um Oh and yeah. then also we it's also like, have the development relationship won't last, by the way. <laughs> yeah. There's two
2: people a couple dancing. it was so yeah. funny.
1: We also have the development of the Jimmy Tatro, Patty Harrison thing, which is also oh, yes, important yes, in that yes, scene. Yes, and so, yes. yeah, I agree that, like, I don't think there's actually that much that is superfluous in that. I don't think there are that many scenes that don't, that, like, oh, there's no reason for that to happen. I don't think that happens mm. much. My problem is more, well, I'll get into it. I don't want to start with problems, yeah. but Alex, what are you going to say?
0: Yeah, I'll just say, like, that's coming at a movie with the plot cell mindset of, like, okay, but, like, what's, like... Like, you're thinking, like, these characters need to go from A to B, and it's like, how are we going to save the camp? But, like, movies can be vibes, too, you know? And, like, I think... I think, like... Like, there's scenes where... I guess you have to to ask the question, what is this movie trying to do? Like, what's its goal? What's it about? And I would say this movie is about... And its goal is to um, be, like... What what is theater camp actually like? Like it's this is like a, I hate to say it, but like this is like a love letter to theater, right? And the camp experience. And so if you're making a movie about the theater camp experience, you're gonna have to have the theater camp experience in the movie. That's kind of like a really important part. And I think it's quite deft how they do that. And yet also make those scenes like actually propelling the narrative without being so... I wouldn't say it's not like plotty, but it also is because like Aiden said, it's advancing those relationships, which that is the story. It's not... This isn't a movie where we're trying to like do a heist or something like this is a movie where you have characters who feel like they don't belong and characters in conflict and so, that, for example, this, this scene where the lakeside people come over, it's, it's about how those characters are reacting to the events they're participating in. Uh, I think also what, some things that happened in that sequence they Aiden didn't mention are like, Troy is starting to like connect with the children. He starts doing like a sure. DJ thing with the, the Broadway music, so he's trying to find a way for his style to mesh with the kids. Um, I'm trying to think what else is in this. There's, like, some smaller beats, but, um, yeah, it's kind of, like, the thread of, like, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, um, maybe the point of that scene is, like, the juxtaposition of the two camps, right? You've got them in this space together. It's They're always, like, classified as the other lakeside, and we don't get to see them. This is the first and only time we get to see lakeside. So it's kind of important to be, like, what are those kids actually like? And it shows you how kind of while while the theater kids are very weird and eccentric, um, they're also like having so much fun where the other kids aren't. In a lot of the the time we see them at the party, I will stop talking. Uh, in his no, that's day. fair. Uh,
1: yeah, I was just gonna say I think yeah I think that if you bring up Lakeside and you have, if this is a thing, then you have to bring them up. One critique I would level is that like. I think that the difference between the kids should maybe, like, factor in a little bit more, like, or or if there isn't a difference, and if that's the point, then that should be, maybe, that should be, like, kind of the revelation of the scene, and then we can move on, but, like, I, like, for example, like, I like that, um, the one boy is like, playing football with them, like, I think that's, like, a funny, that's, like, a funny moment, and I think that that, that shows... Like it's it's nice that like these kids don't really have like beef with each other. Like I think that's hmm. it's kind of an interesting thing. But I, w- I would say like my problem is just that I think that there are there are some things where I'm like in this movie where I'm like why did why did this happen like wh- and I'll, so if if we want to start with we're already on this topic so might as well might so as it's well. like so my thing is like with Ao Edebiri's character yeah yeah like. <laughs> I, I don't mind there being a character that just is, like, kind of silly and is kind of outside the plot. I think that's totally fine. I think the cutaway scenes are quite funny. Like, when they're doing the mask tableau thing, and oh she's like, God. wow, that's good. That's a, that's a very funny scene. Um, I And I didn't have a big problem with it until the end when it's the agent thing happening. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, why is there an agent kid? Like, I just don't... And I'm saying agent. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and I don't think, like... I don't really understand why either like on a, on a plot level neither of those characters need to be there except I would say it's good to have an outsider character who's like kind of normal and that's what Aoi Beery is and I think that like that's mm. important but I think you can do that and like like why give the detail that like oh she lied about everything because you, you set yourself up that you have to pay that off, because that's too specific and that's too much of a starting point for a character. And so they they try to pay it off by being like, "Well, you're good at lying, so you can be an agent," and like that's the oh, vo- yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the end of yeah. it. And it's like that's I think just take that out and just have her be like a side character who's just reacting to what's happening. And there's a little bit of that, but I I don't think her function in the story is completely fleshed out. And I know I am a plot cell. But I would also argue that everyone really is. It's just that, like, some people don't think of the right thing when they think of plot. Sometimes I think people think, like, that means this person has to shoot the other one in the face. And then we have to, like, big things have to happen. And that's not what a plot is. Like, I, whatever, though. I I digress.
0: Yeah, I will say that even, like, still in the rewatch, Alan... I'm trying to remember, what's the name of the kid versus... um... Uh, the, the the character versus the actor. Because I think they're both... I think it's... They're both Alan. Like, it's Alan either way. Um, yeah, his name is Alan Kim. I'm pretty sure it's the Minari kid.
1: I think so. I oh, think so. He cool. is, yeah.
0: He's the Minari kid. Uh, and both times I was like, man, this kid is really weird. <laughs> like, more so, like... Like, just seemed like... Like, so weird that, like... Like, I mean, all the kids are... Kind of, like, have their eccentricities. But, like a kid who thinks he's an agent is like just a little bit maybe stretching the boundary of mm. realism mm. Sure. even then like I'm like I buy that like I buy there's a sure. kid who like thinks he's like yeah. oh business 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 um, but I do think I I think that was the most superfluous the movie gets um, I I agree that Ayo Beery is just kind of like what are you doing here uh, yeah. but I do I think if you if you look at her role I I, I, will, I will say I do agree on the um her connecting with the agent just seems like unnecessary. I think that ending spot is just forced and random. The kid didn't I don't think the kid needed to be in this movie at all, but uh, like the kid, he's cool, but um but for Ao's role, I think just having a character who we just occasionally cut back to as like like you said, she's like the true straight person of this movie. Uh, sometimes I found I noticed that Troy and the theater people like take turns being the straight yeah. person and the comedic person in different uh, contexts and different scenarios. So Ao is the person who is straight, like removed from both of those. She's not the really uh, exaggerated influencer person and she's not also part of the theater community. So I actually, I agree. I think her role is quite important. And I found like the, the her like trying to bullshit like mask exercises so funny. Which is <laughs> just fun. like, She's she's describing the Kardashians and she's making them be the Kardashians. She's like, okay, you're all you're a family of influencers. You're the mom. Uh, your names all start with the, the same letter. Uh, oh! You're married to a basketball player who keeps cheating on you. It <laughs> just doesn't say the name Kardashians. Oh, but like, there's... Th- sorry, there's, just a, just a there's... There's, there's such a canceled. hilarious... <laughs> he shows back!
1: <laughs> <laughs> there's such a hilarious little thing that one of the boys who's wearing a mask when she says like and the basketball player is always cheating he goes like like he puts his head in his mouth and he just has the mask on it's really funny that's awesome yeah. but no i i agree with you all i'm saying is that like the payoff doesn't work but you have to pay it off because there's setup if you just have her there and she's just one of the teachers and she just is she's just been there and it's not that It's not that Jimmy Tatro fired a bunch of other people and she's a replacement. It's just that she's one of the teachers there and she's not quite into it the same way they are. Then I think it works better because then she can just be, like, the runner. Like, she can be, like, the D-plot that's just kind of coming in and out. But because there's, like, a starting point, it feels like it has to change, if that makes sense. Mm. There's such a specific starting point, it feels like you have to pay it off, and I think that's unnecessary.
0: I, yeah, I wonder if, like, a better ending would have been, like she becomes the new tech person. You know, like, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then it's
1: a joke, and it's just, like, because she's, like, they've successfully bought, like, her lie. Like, she's lied successfully, and I don't know.
0: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, okay. like, if she just finds, like, she's ingrained herself, and she's like, oh, that went off with a, without a hitch. Or, alternatively, someone's like, you completely lied on your... Like, she's found out. Like, yeah. that's also just, like, a perfectly fine ending to this. Is like, she's found yeah. out, and then how do they react to that? They're like... I don't know. Is it like you're fired or something funnier? like you're cool, like, we'll we'll yeah. keep you around. You're fine. Um, yeah, I felt the business thing was unnecessary. Uh, Peter, earlier you had something to say. Uh, we didn't get to you, though. What's what's. Yeah. So
2: I would say that, like, I think it's both the strength and the weakness of this movie where like a lot of storytelling or like character building is taught through small bits where it's like literally you cut to someone or a group of people. And then the whole scene lasts less than a minute, you know. Uh, it's just literally like a small joke or something that's totally out of the blue. And then that's been used to sort of tell the story of who these people are, what they're like, etc. Um, but I think that's also sort of a weakness. Like I get like the the uh, A.O. Edbury's character is sort of there to, you know, be the straight person. And also I guess to there to just showcase how... Uh, how bad of a time the theater camp, uh, how bad of a situation the theater camp has is in currently, because they can't even hire real teachers. They have to hire someone with absolutely like a fake resume, you know. And then they just got out on the job because you know she said she can do everything. But then that's also like I feel like you're layering too much off that, so it's sort of bloating the movie in a way, you know. Uh, I think like the the business plot honestly is fine because like there needs to be something to drive like the entire movie forward and that does a pretty good job of that but some of the small things i think they can cut here and there but these but like most of the movie is also like made up by these small moments so it's really like a like a balancing act i think
1: yeah i will say i i think that it's one of the very good things this movie does is that its scenes are very short and that makes you that makes it feel like a lot has happened like, it gives you the sense that it's this fast... It gives, you, it gives you a sense that, one, it's everything's moving quickly, and two, a lot is happening. And I think that's really good. I, I was thinking a lot about this where... I was thinking about... Um, J.K. Rowling sucks, but I'm going to bring up the Harry Potter movies as an example, the early ones, okay. where I was yeah. thinking about, like... Um, like, why do those movies feel like, oh, this was a year? And I, I feel watching a movie, this was like a year of these kids' lives... And it's because, like, they don't have a bunch of scenes that drag. Like, they just get... Every scene, if you rewatch those movies, just, like, gets to the point, and then they're moving on. And so it feels like so much happened, it feels like so much time has passed. And that's really important when you're telling a story with, like, a bunch of characters, and they're all supposed to come together and and stuff. And so I think that movie... This movie does that very well. I think that it actually... I think it avoids underdeveloping any of the individual plot lines too much. I think that both the... Uh, relationship between Ben Platt and Molly Gordon doesn't feel too uh, particularly underdeveloped to me, and I also don't think the business, like the foreclosure, feels underdeveloped to me. I think that's good. The one thing I will say is that I think the 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 pacing of the friend conflict is a just slightly wonky to me because I feel like I feel like it doesn't really exist until a certain point in the movie, and then suddenly, like, there's a lot of conflict between them, and I, like I I get the I think you feel the potential for conflict early, but I think that maybe they're a little late to start planting the seeds for it.
0: Um, Yeah, I would say that, uh, just to respond to that, I think they do plant the seeds somewhere within the first act. I'm not sure when, but when they're at the fireside with the confiscated liquor, hmm. then Aoetabiri says, you guys are totally codependent. And I think that's that's the seed where we've established it. We don't have to start like they don't have to start being in conflict just yet. We can see the like just like little bits of like strain. They're allowed to be friends for a little bit. Cause I I agree that it doesn't show itself quite yet, but I like I like that. I like mm-hmm. that while there's we have conflict uh already kind of steering us, we know that the the camp has like money problems. So that's kind of like our main plot that's our main conflict and then at some point like we're chugging along with the first conflict we had another conflict and then it's it's the ever increasing amount of conflicts that kind of like keep yep. propelling the story and keep it interesting so so i'm glad that it that it's a relationship that evolves so and you kind of you kind of have to get a better sense of them as friends i guess as well so you need sure. to see what does their friendship look like um and they're kind of like they have to set up the the friendship um things that lead to the the pitfalls later so like them coming up with the musical and he's like you've got the um you've got the finale right you got the finale and she's like yeah yeah i, I have the finale um and actually i'll use this as a jumping off point to talk about a specific scene so there's a scene where it's the tear stick scene so there's mm-hmm. the kid the two kids are doing a scene from Joan still the the original musical and the Dad character is yelling at the Joan character uh, because she's not doing her pierogies, his pierogies thing anymore. She's like doing other stuff instead of his business. That's exactly the same conflict as Rebecca Diane and Amos. Uh, and it's like, I, I was really impressed by this because I, I didn't pick up on this the first time. The kids are wearing the same colors as Ben Platt and uh, Rebecca Diane. Oh, so yeah. Ben Platt is in red, the boy is in red, and the the two girls are in blue and so it's the controlling uh male figure saying, "You're supposed to stay with me like and we're supposed to do this together and the blue character is saying, "No, I have to like do my own thing uh and I thought that I thought that was really interesting um.
1: Yeah, uh, I had I had something else, but I'm I don't need to retread the other thing that I was saying. I think to talk about this scene specifically, uh, one thing I, I really, really like this scene. And I think one of the things I really like about it is that this is scene kinda of plays into the idea of like sincerity and artifice that kinda of, that kind of is I think is it's not really commented upon too much in this movie, but I think it's really well done. I think particularly like because you know theater in a sense is something that is fake like it's something that's like constructed and put on and it's like meant to rouse you but there's a lot of honesty within it and so it, talking about like what the lines are like what is a trick and what isn't a trick like the menthol mm-hmm. eye rub that is a trick and that like that that's i think just an interesting thing like on one level it's just interesting uh, it's good like comedic uh fertilizer like they i think they have a good like comedic scene out of it I also think, but I think it's, like, really great that Molly Gordon's character puts it on herself, and it's, like, (laughs) but it's, like, that wavering of, like, yes, she's, like, kind of putting on a show, but she's also genuinely upset, and so it's, like, it's this analysis of artifice within theater that doesn't subtract from the sincerity of it, but also focuses on how kind of done up and extravagant it is, but it doesn't it's not critiquing that and it's not putting it down and it's actually pointing out how that's very honest because she is legitimately very upset and what I like about that is you can't tell if she's actually crying. Like, Molly Gorn's character seems like she might actually be crying normally but she also has the eye rub and
0: yeah. There's like snot coming out of her mouth. Yeah, There's a a great cut (laughs) where she's crying and then cuts and then there's snot coming out of her mouth. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, damn, what was it? Uh, oh, we're theater people. We turn cardboard into gold. So that's what yeah. they say. A good one. Um Yeah, no, I, I love that scene. Um I also like the bit where when they like when they realize they're like, she's using, and she like storms the <laughs> stage and does like a roll on the top yeah. <laughs> to get up, and then, then after she's done it, the camera cuts back to Ben Platt, he stands up, walks and does like a jump where yeah. his, like, <laughs> right. spread yeah. out. he does the splits to get on the stage. Yeah. Just, like, great, silly little moments. I just... Uh, I, this movie's yeah. made up of them, and we were talking about this earlier, like, the movie's constructed of bits, and I can't believe we haven't brought this up, but, like, it's it's in the mockumentary style. Like, yeah. it's using mm-hmm. the, the language of the mockumentary style. So, like, talking about it's making me think of, like, Spinal Tap, um, mm. and how, like, movies like that, it's... That is what the whole idea is. You're seeing yeah. bits, little scenes that kind of build out the world and it's showing, like a real documentary, it's like showing the, the passage of time and um, a story. And so in this case, the story is like the camp is uh, having financial issues, but the scenes themselves can be like slices of life almost um, where it's maybe not every single scene is driving the plot. You have scenes like the the one where it's um, uh, the seance like no uh past lives the past life scene where she's like, you were I have oh, it written yeah, down because yeah. I found it so funny both times. Um, she's like, you are a lesbian you were a nurse in World War Two. She's talking to a kid, Rebecca Diane is talking to a kid about their past lives. She's like, you were a nurse in World War Two and you fell in love with one of your fellow nurses and you were the first lesbian nurse couple in history. Then the next one, she's like, "You are President William Taft, Howard Taft," and the kid like salutes her. Man, it's so great.
1: And then the third one is, uh, "You are a very old soul. This is gonna be your last life. (laughs) (laughs) You are the oldest soul in this room." Uh, Sorry, Uh, Peter, was your hand up first?
2: Yeah. So I think like that is literally the strength of this movie. Like it's. It's selling us an exaggerated version of reality, but it's also not exaggerated that much, so that it's very, very, uh, it's still very believable and some, like, very much realistic, in a sense. Uh, And I think that's what's so great about this movie. Like, there are, like you guys said, it's a mockumentary style, but there are types of mockumentaries where, like, the people inside the mockumentary actively makes fun of the things they're doing, but like this movie, every character is very much engaged and biased into the theater camp vibe and the theater camp style, which is I think that what makes this movie so great. Like you have these kids that are being told like very very mature themes and ideas. It's like, oh yeah, like um, um, like they're acting out. I I, I can't think of any examples on top of my head. You guys can help okay. me out, but uh. uh but, like, like, they're acting out some very, very mature subjects. If, like if, the uh, cocaine
1: thing at the end?
2: Yeah, the cocaine thing is one. Like, the one where uh, uh, girls don't know how to read, right? Like, <laughs> at the so one... Yeah, I, I have have one yeah, that, that was so funny. I have to talk about that later, because that
1: was... Don't spoil what that is yet, because that's so funny. We have to talk about that yeah. later. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the fact
2: that... I think what's so sweet about this movie is... Even though these themes might not mean as much to these kids as like to a more uh mature or an older person but they acted out with such faith and uh just like commitment that it's very very moving like for someone who understands how heavy and how uh uh sometimes maybe depressing some of these concepts are it's very very heartwarming to see like little kids uh acting these things out and actually like putting like a like a cheerful spin onto them in a sense, uh, and I think that's just like the biggest strength of the movie.
1: Yeah, and I think specifically responding to that, I like I like that they they do that. They show that the kids are acting out really mature things, and then they also go out of their way to show that they're like pretty innocent in one way. Yeah. In some ways, like yeah. one of the like there's the one scene where he goes like, "I heard that Troy smokes drugs." Yes. I was going to say like, I really don't think. I don't think there are very many scenes in this that actually don't advance the plot. I actually think that this is a, a plot-forward movie. I think that um, I think it's very clever to establish the, the play, like they have to put on a show, and so you know it gives it a direction. It gives the whole movie a direction. We yeah. know it's leading up to that. There's a question as to whether or not it'll happen because of the bank foreclosure thing. That's good. That's a very good end thing. That scene where Molly Gordon is talking to all the kids and doing the past lives thing, that's actually important we need to see that they are preparing for the play. We need to see them yeah. training because it doesn't, there's no payoff if we don't see them preparing for it, if we don't see them doing different exercises and it actually doesn't matter too much what those exercises are. We just need to see that they're doing it so that if it, it feels like something's changed, it feels like we can feel that they've put so much into it when it finally happens. I th- that's really important actually.
0: Yeah, and it's part of the, like, to use the terminology of Save the Cat, like, it's the fun and games section. Yeah. It's the promise of the premise, right? You're watching a movie about theater camp, and you say, you, you imagine what that would look like. That's where 90% of those scenes are. Um, yeah. Also, just commenting on, like, the adult things with kids, like, that's what's so funny about musical theater is, like, musical theater is often dealing with adult themes, and it's so funny that, like, kids are drawn to this and they love it (laughs) and they just kind of like it doesn't occur to them what like the full ramifications of what it is they're talking about they don't get it and so it's that that dichotomy i guess of like this is like this is a child who knows nothing and they're pretending to be a french prostitute from les mis right like that's another example they that's like directly from the movie um Uh, i wanted to
1: get into favorite parts actually if we uh if we're feeling just leap into it just jump yeah just yeah so one of my favorite parts we were just talking about it but when we it's like right near the opening of the musical that they're playing at the end and they're singing this song that quickly becomes about how women can't read because it's set in like it's like an immigrant woman set in like the in the twentieth century yeah in the 60s and, uh, like, she can't read. And so, like, the climax of the song is her struggling to read a newspaper, and she's like, yeah. j, j-, j- Jiff got shot, and she turns it around, and it's JFK got shot as that headline. Maybe that was... they can read.
0: Maybe
1: they can read. <laughs> that, that made me- done. I thought that was so funny. That was hilarious.
0: And I, I just love the- like, what this movie does so well is- character says or does weird thing and then cut away to like the best reaction shot so that was great it's just like cutting to all the women in the in the audience going like, oh the yes boys. yeah." <laughs> they're all just like and all manner of different uh reactions to that um what else the second movie we've seen this year where JFK plays a role. Uh of course Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, a one. yeah. <laughs> just like mentioning casually name dropping JFK. Yeah. Um, yeah. For me I I really like the the she's using bit. So like we kinda it talked about one that's out. one of my favorites. Um
1: I have a bunch so that I can yeah. just rattle off. They're just like little jokes here and there. I, I
0: yeah, I will try and... I'll try and throw one in there in the, in the meantime. Oh, uh, uh, Susie Esmond's cameo at the end. She's the, the person who... Oh, she's the hospital oh, person? Oh, she's the in the hospital. The oh, see, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was not a huge fan of that, and I'll tell you why. I think that there are a couple times, it's funny, there are a couple times where very emotional moments in this movie are undercut by a joke that I think kind of uh, cheapens the sincere moment a little bit. That, mm-hmm. to me, is one of them. I, like, I think, like, I don't know exactly how you play that, uh, because I think you have to bring the projector back. And on a certain level, I understand that is a funny escalation of that, that we've seen her set up. The setup is that she's watching or she's in a coma. And so there are not that many things you can do. Like, you'd expect her to either wake up or still be sleeping at the end of it. And the fact that it's another person, I think that's, I understand it. I think it's clever on a level. I don't like that it's this very sincere moment about Joan and about them all coming together and how theater is like their home away from home and they need it. And then it's like this, like, what the hell was that? <laughs> this one, That was a great show. I don't love that.
0: Okay. I, yeah, I have to say, completely disagree. Um, to just respond to your comment about it, I'll say that I think all of the sincerity is, like, handled with the song. I think the song nails it. And so, like... Sincerity, I'm good. I've I've had enough. And this is also we have to remember, it's a comedy movie. So I'm I've got more sincerity than I might have bargained for in the comedy sure, movie. But it is so a comedy
1: that's going for that though. That's also going for very sincere stuff. It's, and yeah, I think it's, it's doing it well, but yeah.
0: It's not full like sketch like wet hot yeah. American Summer, probably. I haven't seen that right. movie, so hard to say, but like um, like it's it's it has like a real narrative to it, a real like emotional arc. And so I thought, I thought the end of the emotional arc was that song. And I like the idea that, um, and I, I think maybe it's it's like just personal preference, but uh, in a comedy movie, I like the idea of you get your emotional ending, but you want the people, the audience to leave on a, on a positive, on a happy, fun note. And so I like the idea that like, we bring back the, po- like the projector gag too, funny from the beginning. Like it's not even just yeah. set up, the idea that they're projecting it to, like, someone who is comatose, like, who is not present, and they're just, like, watching the, ho- the hospital room of, like, person mm-hmm. in coma, that's yeah. hilarious. Oh, I, also- okay,
1: I, sorry, I just figured out why it doesn't work for me, because I forgot a detail about okay. it. Okay, okay. I don't like it, because it cuts to Jimmy Tatro's character who says, oh, that's my bad, I set it up in the wrong thing. Because his arc is about how he cares about this stuff now and he thinks it's really cool and he apologizes to his mom in a seance for not taking it seriously before. Now he cares and he did that wrong. Like, and and not only, it's fine that he did it wrong, but he doesn't care that he did it wrong. I don't like that. I would have, I think that even if he was just like, even if his reaction was different, he was like, oh, fuck, like he, like he was clearly distressed by it. I think that's even a funnier thing. That's what doesn't work for me. No, That's I think it's fine.
0: Because, I, I,
2: yeah. like, I mean, like, to me, that moment was, like, a like a fun little comedy bit. But it's, like, sandwiched by really emotional bits on both ends. Like, the, yeah. the emotional bits before that was, like, the whole musical. And the emotional bits after that was, even I'm though the lady that. has nothing to do with theater camp, she still really enjoyed it. And she's like, oh, my God, your kids are great. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll become big stars one day. And we also got, like, another little comedic bit afterwards where... The real, I like that. the real Joan woke up. And was like, what, what were you talking about? Like, <laughs> you know. And the lady was like, "Oh, you are sleeping through it." They were talking about the theater, not knowing her condition whatsoever. So
0: yeah, like, and yeah. I haven't even had the opportunity, like, to talk about the actual reason I love this scene is Susie Essman. So she's from Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is where I know her from, and I've seen quite a bit of her in that show. Uh, and she's she's fantastic, great improver, very very funny uh, comedian, and. Just the idea, like, we have, it's so unexpected, and then, like, cut back to monitor and, or like the the projector, and she's like, oh, bravo, bravo, (laughs) well done, I'm not Joan, but very nice, guys, and then cuts away, and like you said, um, Joan played by, we also didn't talk about this, played by Amy Sedaris, who I also really like, yes, she's, I, I I know, she's not for, like, our generation, but I keep seeing her. She's, um, she's the, one of the main characters in Bojack, voice, okay. one of the main, she's, you know her from Mando, she's curly haired, Pelly. Pal, pal, oh, she's the joy she Lady. The joy Lady. The droid the droid lady. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. the joy Lady, so you, you've seen her before, um, yep. but she's, she was bigger in the 2000s, I'd say, um, and she's, she's just so funny to me, like, just, again, we don't, like, our generation doesn't really know her, um. So just like she wakes up and the first thing she says is, don't let, don't let Troy run the camp. (laughs) Uh, And then, then uh, Susie's like, oh, you, you missed this lovely show. Uh, It was all about your life. I've saw your whole life and the camp. I I loved every minute. And she, she says, "Um, do you know how I got here? Which is like probably like pretty much explained in the show. And she's like, no, no idea. (laughs) Or maybe, maybe it wasn't explained in the show, but, uh, just the idea that, like, she just fully has no idea. Well,
1: what I also, what I do like about that part of the joke as well is that it's almost an implication that, like, they didn't even talk about, like, how she got into a coma in the play. Like, oh, they, just gla- oh, they just glazed okay. over that part in the play. Like, uh, that's how I had taken it, and I, I do think that's funny. But Not I good. guess agree to disagree.
2: Not good. I, I, I think it's a funny like bit. A, but, yeah. Just, like, a quick side note. Uh, the way she got into a coma, like... I initially, so when I was watching the scene, I was like, that is such a weird way for him to get, for her to get a seizure. But then, as I was thinking back about it, it's caused by a strobe light, and I was like, oh my god, that's so funny. But like in the moment, it wasn't funny to me, but thinking back, it's actually hilarious.
0: It's funny, the first time I saw this movie, I saw it with my yeah. brother and my cousin, and we were the only yeah. people in the theater. Oh and no. The, it was like the <laughs> middle of the day, and yeah. that scene happened, again going in knowing who Amy Sedaris is, I'm like, oh, this is mm-hmm. already funny to me. And then they're doing like Bye Bye Birdie and she has a seizure in the middle of it from a strobe light. I was laughing. And and it cuts to like text as well that she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. like she suffered a, it explains what happened. And it's was, the, like, first like, the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the first major injury of the Bye production. Bye Birdie <laughs> Bye Bye Birdie related injury in yeah. this county. Like it has to specify to like in this specific county, first one of its kind. Um, and I was laughing so hard and my, my relatives were just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, so yeah dude, like
2: initially I when just, I was I watching it, it didn't hit me. It didn't hit me. But thinking back, it's funny, you know? So
1: I like, what I like is that I just like the irony of like, like she was blinded by the light and that's what put her into a coma. Oh. Like this is, like she was so devoted to this. Like, I just think there's, there's a nice, yeah. there's some nice, uh, dramatic kind yeah. of stuff going on there. Um, we can talk about more just, parts that are good. Just, yeah, sequences. I have Peter I have part? some parts. Yeah, yeah Peter. Yeah, Peter yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: So the tap sequence, I'm like, I don't know oh, why, but oh, like, oh, I, like the tap sequences in like any yeah. movie, just like, I eat that shit up, bro. Like, uh, like in La La Land, in this, I mean, well, to be fair, they're all very, very well done. Um, it's so cool, and also just the fact that uh, even though the production, like, you can tell the production is very low budget and everything. It's, like, very, very well done, though. Like, the, the, the uh, you know, the, the cocaine sequence, the tapping, the, uh, the traveling overseas. And, like, just, just, like, in general, like, when you, like, see good art, you just, like, you know, you feel good. You know, like, it's just so much positive vibes emanating from all of these scenes. It's just a fantastic experience. So, uh, I have more points, though, but Alex, I'll let you comment on that.
0: Yeah, I just want to talk about yeah. the Wall Street noise scene. Love like how it's like all the songs in this sound like Broadway songs. Yeah, like real but, musicals, absolutely. But, they, yeah. but almost, almost. I, I read about this. Very, very few Broadway songs are actually in this movie because the the rights would cost too much. So mm-hmm. the only ones that I know are in it for sure are two of the audition songs. One of them is from Waitress. One of them is from uh, Wicked. All the other ones, as far as I could tell, are fake. Which is amazing because they do not sound fake. They sound yeah. so yeah. real. They know, like, I think it's Sondheim. I think that's who they're emulating. The da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. The, yeah. And I was like, it, it's jazz. Uh, but it sounds... Yeah, that's it was, that's like was, the West Side story,
1: story guy, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. He, got, and yeah. Into the Woods. And he's yeah. very prolific um, in the 20th century. Uh, but the Wall Street noise, what else was I going to say? The kids in that scene blew me away. Like already, yeah. I was quite impressed. But like that scene, the um, the tapping is really really well done, um, and the 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 kid who's singing during the scene, young Joan, when she does the the Wall Street no- noise and that note, I was like, wow, that was yeah. I was quite impressed with that. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, I I oh, and then also it's set up earlier. I like I just very satisfying yeah. finale where all of these songs have been set up in various stages of production. So that one was, they're, they're talking they about it it. in the, yeah. in the writing rehearsal. They're like, it's, it's tap. And they're like, da, 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 da. they're figuring it out. I love that. Yeah. yeah I really, also, oh, Sorry, also, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, you, I have go a go right. different point. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I yeah, just want yeah. to respond to that really quick. Yeah. What I like about that as well is that it feels like, it feels like it's intentionally supposed to sound so much like a Broadway song. Like, I, I think on one level like it's funny like it's not parody but like it's it it's, is parody. It, it, yeah, parody. it's parody it's parodying itself a little bit where it's like yeah of course like this is what it sounds like and they're very much like within this and i think that it also is funny that like it's a good character detail for both of the main characters uh for the two teachers because it's like they care so much like it gives a, it impl- it implies that like they're so involved in theater and they just know all of this that like the moment they see like okay we have a scene in the stock and exchange obviously it's gonna be a song like this and oh yeah okay it's gonna be tap and like you know like they just like know and it's just yeah. like an obvious they don't have to speak about it i think it's a good character detail as well
2: yeah and i was just gonna say like since we were talking about the auditions a bit i love the guy uh i forgot his name i think it's like uh, owen or something um like he came out and started saying "better now" by post Malone. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. Oh my god! And the choice reaction to it, and then the uh, the uh, the two teachers uh, uh, talking about, "Hey, we can't we can't give feedback during the audition." Internalize that. Internalize. That. Oh my god, that was so good. Just <laughs> a internal. brilliantly executed, don't. just a brilliantly executed sequence. Like that was very fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah,
0: no, I really, I really like the the. How he gets involved and he's like, Yeah, this is something I can get down to he starts yeah. dancing, he's like, What up man <laughs> Do you um, know more post below Yeah, yeah. Uh. And also like that's um that kid is like another outsider. We've got a lot of outsider yeah. characters yeah, yeah, which yeah, really yeah, helps sure. us. So you've got the the one who's the kid now as well and, and they have their moment of interaction of like Yeah isn't it isn't this a weird, very strange place and we're just trying to like figuring out like what this world is like
1: yeah i think um and i what i really like is that he's an outsider but he's not like ostracized like he's enough of an outsider no, that he's, sure. like I, I think that it, it paints a good thing of like um like this is an environment for all types of kids and they can all they can all be there you know what I mean? and I, he's I, I very
2: engaged right. with it too he's yeah. not like um and i think it wouldn't work if he just like made fun of it if he's like yeah. one of the lakeside yeah. kids like oh what are these kids yeah. doing they are such weirdos yeah. but instead like he's He's actively trying to be like the theater kids, yeah and he's I a bit of a different so, type of kid, but he yeah. cares
1: about it as much as they do. absolutely yeah. yeah,
2: and I think that's that's like you know one of the major strengths of the movie as well, where like like it's just so lovable to see like i mean you know there are some there are some interesting the the kids nowadays are very interesting <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and and there's just like just like. Like a very, I guess, naive and wholesome view of like, you know, children just being so passionate about something, even though like to an outsider, it seems so strange and so out of the blue, but they're able to be fully engaged with, you know, this such, uh, you know, to an outsider, it seems very strange and very, uh, very weird, but all the kids are very much into it and passionate about it. I think that's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: And it's... We didn't really talk about this, but also, like, I think our viewing experiences were probably quite different, because you guys are definitely outsiders, I think, more or less, to, like, this world, but, like, this I'm quite familiar with. Have you been to theater camps? mm, Not like that. Like, I've never been to a sleepaway camp. Yeah. But I definitely did do some, like, two-week theater camp at, like, Mini U, you know? Right. Oh, Uh, I mean... We also I did that one
2: in uh, in New York, Alex. You and I.
0: Yes. I, yeah. Okay. That, I would. I guess I would sort of count that. That was yeah. uh, like a long weekend, but. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've done I've done two where I was a kid in this, and then one, I think was also two weeks where I was like a, an assistant counselor. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm quite familiar with how a theater camp looks like and just like that world in general. Yeah. And so. I, I'll just pose this as a. We can return to the favorite part after, but I'll pose this as a question. Like, sure. I, like was like really enjoying all the in jokes and like, um, I feel like that added to the experience of being like, oh, like just like the familiarity of it all. It felt like putting on a, a an old, coat, an <laughs> old winter jacket. Ah. I've I've not worn, and I was like, oh, the, you again, you know, like, uh, but you guys, this is kind of like new stuff for you. I'm sure you got, like, some of it, but uh, maybe do you want to say, like, what that felt like?
1: Yeah, well, I would say the vast majority of the jokes and the things in this movie are things that could be understood by just about anyone. I think that there are, it's only, like, bits and pieces where it's like, okay, I didn't get that joke. But there are even times where it's like, I don't get the reference, but, like, you get it. Like, I get, it's like, oh, I get that this per like, they mention a name and it's like, oh, that's funny because this name is this type of person like i get it i you know yeah. what i mean like you understand it because i think they're well constructed jokes and so you just understand it on a certain level like there's one where um the the one dance teacher is uh like he like points out the way one of the kids is moving and he says like a couple terms that i did recognize was was like flake. yeah cheetah you're flake. doing that and i was like oh, i don't know what that is but i get it like i get the joke yeah. there like that's the emotional
2: message that. still translates very much. Yeah. Mm. yeah no I thought
1: and then the, yeah. the ones that I didn't get at all I was like that's cool they made a movie this movie is like partially for like people that went to theater camp and I think that's mm-hmm. good and I, I don't think they alienated every the people who didn't as well
2: yeah like to me I don't think there was like any problem understanding it well partially because well we took drama as part of the, the as you, part you, of you high did school. take drama so you got yeah. some of I so, also
1: took theater acting classes in university it's also true. I knew a little bit. There were so when they said like off like whatever, I was like, I get it. I know who that is. I studied that fella
2: And I think like when you're someone who's like involved in that space, in like even like to me, it's like very minimal. Uh, it like you. One thing is passion always translates. So like when you see passion on screen, like you can relate to it. So that's one. And yeah. then the other is like, even if you have very minuscule understanding of the space, you understand that it's a space where you drop all judgment and just let your creative vision, let your inner creativity run wild. And I think that's, you know, that can translate to anyone who has, like, some sort of creative experience whatsoever. So you don't really need, like, a good understanding of theater. Like, for example, like, one of the things that are, uh, you know, like... Straight place versus musicals. I didn't know what straight <laughs> plays were going in to be fair. Um, and then and then the and then but like you can obviously tell that you That's know funny it's not straight place and gay place. It's like straight place is a different type of place that are not musicals. Like you, you get that right away. But then so that joke is still funny to you even though you don't know what straight plays are. So
0: yeah. I think even, the like, movie even...
2: yeah, it does a very good job honestly, like just you know, making the jokes easy to understand for people.
0: Yeah, even as someone who, like, has, like, actual lived experience in theater games, like, not all the lingo is stuff that we've used. So, like, uh, uh, the one you just said, um, straight plays. Like, I would never actually, like, I've never said that. I would just call it a play. Mm-hmm. But I also, like, I think what you're saying is, like, you can pick it up from context. Like, yeah. straight when he says straight plays and musicals, you're like, oh, the straight play just means not a it's musical. Not a music exactly, yeah. Right. And then, and like you said, it's a great joke when he says, the joke what, would a, is what, what would a gay a gay play be then?" And he's like, "I I guess that's a musical." <laughs> um, uh, what I was going Oh, also, you're kind of selling yourself short, Peter. I forgot you were a techie. You were one of the. Oh yes, I did do. Uh, I
2: did do lights. Yes. Mm. Um, and do you want and to honestly, a fun story? There are no fun stories. I, I mean, uh, there's you want, a fun story. Are you talking about the crocodile one? Yes. Oh, we're thinking about the same thing. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, what is the play called again? It's like Star something. I know it's about Peter Pan, but like, what what is the what's the name of that play?
0: Star Catcher something. It's a Peter Pan like adjacent like prequel. Like based prequel. On. Yeah, yeah. Prequel. I mean, it's a Peter Pan prequel. Yeah. Black Stash. It's
1: in the Neverland yeah. CU
0: yeah yeah it is yeah. anyways uh, it doesn't matter what it's called
2: yeah so basically um, there are sound effects that we play uh during the play and so there's like a funny scene somewhere in the play where uh one of the characters farts and then you know people make fun of him uh but there's also like a uh, well if you know the story of peter pan and like uh, there is a big all- uh, alligator crocodile. I'm not. I'm not actually sure if it's crocodile. a crocodile alligator. Uh, where like we want to make it seem very scary, so we add like a like a like a growling sound of the crocodile in the sound effects. But because uh, it's a school production, we don't have like all of the music queued up. Like they are supposed to play. You know, at this time, they're supposed to play. It's very much all done manually. So, mm-hmm. when, uh, when the sequence happens, a crocodile surfaces from the water, about to bite on Captain Hook's hand. Instead of playing the scary noise, we played the fart sound. And the best part <laughs> is, the audience didn't notice. The audience didn't realize that we made a mistake. It's the people who are in on it, laughing their asses off. And that was hilarious. That was a That's great fun. time. Great time in the tech booth. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's going to be, like, one of those things where, like, yeah. you're so in it that a slight yeah. mistake, you just, like, register it as, like, yeah. normal. What is that? That's a thing. That I is don't a know.
2: thing. Wait, are you talking about, like, yeah. audience or, like, car- actors that are From on From the stage? audience
0: perspective of being, like, like just so into the story mm. that you don't register the mistake because you're not focusing on yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And it's like, like you're very close.
2: immersed. You're yeah. like transported to the world. It's
0: also like like let's say like like fart and roar are also like sort of close. No, <laughs> no, they were not. You could like, as opposed to like a duck quack, up. you know. Anyways, but yeah.
1: I was just gonna say that I um I think I also like I I also have the experience of. I did, I've done acting classes and, like, theater stuff in university. Mm. I actually also did theater when I was in elementary school. I just stopped Ooh. doing it. I was, I was, in fact, Mowgli in our production of The Jungle Book in grade 6. That was fun. You were Mowgli. Um, I was, in wow. fact, Mowgli in The Jungle Book. But uh, I would say, like, I think what also translated is that I always... First, my parents, like, every two years will bring me to a play, and it's been a thing my entire life, and I always hated it as a kid. Like me and my brother, like, <laughs> like dreaded the day that we had to go to a play. And it wasn't until like I got later in high school where I started watching like musicals every now and then. My parents stopped dragging me, but every now and then there'd be like a field trip, and I so I was like, wow, musicals are awesome. Musicals are really fun. And like my favorite plays to watch, genuinely, were my high school musicals that my high school put on. I thought those were so much fun to watch. And so I think what did translate is that sense of like community and a bunch of people that just came together and really cared and i think that that's always fun to see i love to see stories about people who just care so much about these uh, things
0: yeah and i think this movie really shines in that respect in yeah. like that's the theme and it's it's the obvious theme it's the safe theme but i think they do it just so so well yeah. and that like it could have come off as like cliche or insincere and i and i don't think that really it just feels right it feels yeah. right Uh, And I love that like Troy doesn't even need to have like this super uh, like explained backstory or like a super sad backstory of like, you know, disconnect from his mother. It doesn't need to be that. He just feels isolated in this camp um, as like the the kind of like the outsider. And there's this community he doesn't understand. And him trying to find his way in is just so great. And I love like that his guide through it all is Glenn, who also yeah. doesn't feel like he belongs or feels yeah. like he hasn't... Like, while he's in it, he doesn't feel... um What's the right word? He doesn't feel, like, fully noticed, like, properly. Yeah. Like, no one's actually mm-hmm. acknowledged him for who he actually is. Um, and I so, yeah, I love their little dynamics of how they keep, like, crossing paths and then he's acting as, like, that guide, And it's Troy who then... Comes around and gives Glenn the opportunity to be who he was. Yeah. I forgot about it this time actually, but I noticed it originally. How does Troy know that Glenn has those skills? Because he was never there. Didn't Troy see? Didn't bowling.
1: Troy see um, when he was dancing during the spotlight thing? Wasn't? Didn't Troy see that?
0: That's. I thought he didn't, but I could be wrong. Maybe maybe did I don't know. Maybe but I remember. The I kids didn't were I there. didn't
1: register it as an error watching it though. I was just like, yeah, yeah he okay. knows. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe I, like I don't
0: I don't know what happened. Yeah. But I will say I totally missed Tim on the first go around when they were like, and Tim saved the camp. I was like, who? The the Airbnb. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh the Airbnb. That was yeah. very yeah. random, totally but
2: that was fun. Yeah. Time.
1: Yeah, there is a thing that happens in those movies where there are so many characters, and I don't think this is a flaw, it's just something that happens, there's so mm-hmm. many characters and we hear so many names that it's like, yeah. I did not necessarily know, like, when uh, when they, I think they just call her Diane for this scene too, for some reason, but when Rebecca Diane doesn't show up for the night performance in the mm-hmm. cabin... Yeah. And he's just like Diane wasn't there. I think. Oh yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't register. And I, was, I was just like, yeah. I was like, I do not know who Diane is. Same, so like, same. Got, <laughs> like, like, and then after, after, like, he talks to her, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I understand. I don't think it's no, a flaw. I, I don't think there's, I don't think there's really any way around that. That's just like, that's just yeah. what it is.
2: I agree. Yeah. Like, like, especially among the kids, like, I can't really tell them apart. Like. Like what characters? Yeah. What? Like I think there's like well I mean the, you the you one, see
1: them and you're like oh that guy yeah
2: exactly yeah, yeah. like the one that the only one that stood out is probably uh, the the girl who got an audition to actually work on a set because she yeah. was she has she had quite a bit of screen time but then all the other kids were sort of just kids <laughs> you know in well i think that me. i think
1: so. they're actually differentiated quite well though i think that you get bits of characterization and i think the moment you see them and you you see them start to do things you're like you're at, it's this kind of kid and i like that yeah. It's oh yeah i agree of, i agree it's yes, also yes, kind yes. of understated like they don't they don't feel the need to like comment on it and like overdo like oh i'm this kind of kid who does this like they just it's just authentically the characters feel very authentic and i think that's, mm-hmm. that's absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a funny thing to bring up that is just kind of a random detail. So during the opening of this movie or near the beginning, they show some footage of uh, Troy, Jimmy Tatro's character, as a kid. I yeah. think it's very funny that some of that exact same footage is used for a similar scene in American Vandal. Wait, so it's, it's like, actually literally, <laughs> literally, literally like two of the same yeah. clips because it is just him as a kid. Like, That's so funny. Oh my him. God. And I think, We do this yeah, all the time. Yeah, and I think that it's just funny that it's, like, the one where he's, like, on a scooter and he's, like, coming out of a house. Like, that, yeah. that is in American Vandal. That's
0: so funny. I think that's funny. I really love that in this movie... I mean, that's funny. That's very funny. But I love that in this movie, that is the, the comp to the theater home videos from before. Like, that's what opens yeah. the movies, the theater yeah. home videos. And it's like, isn't theater so great? And to introduce the character who doesn't get it, We see his version of those home videos, and it's like here's the person who's like the quote unquote regular kid, but also in his own way, very (laughs) strange, (laughs) very (laughs) weird guy. Um, Yeah, odd man. I I also like I can't get over like how great Troy is as like the closest thing to like the lead character of this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that he's just so weird and again, not the straight person in all the scenes. Sometimes he's quite stupid and like just like not business savvy. I like the idea like
2: entrepreneurship.
0: On I love yeah. the idea that like the movie is hanging the movie is hung on a trope of let's we need to save the camp, financial yeah. issues. One of those things where it's like we're actually relying on the trope in a really good way so that we don't really have to worry about it. And we're focusing on like the details of it, the fun Uh, it's, you know, people have familiar familiarity with it so that we don't need to really get into it. But it's also like, Troy is just so stupid and bad at (laughs) pages that like, he's making it so much harder than it needs to be. So he like, like he just like accidentally signs the camp away and he's like, I didn't even realize totally (laughs) buy it. Like, all the yeah. things that have led up to that moment, I'm like, nah, that sounds about right. He just does not. I was like, oh, I should have read the mail. Really obvious. It's, a,
2: uh, at the end, this is a very small point. At the very end, when the text was, you know, they were they were, like, doing some uh, they were doing some exposition through text on screen mm-hmm. uh one of them was Troy started writing a book called you can't spell
1: community without coma <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, i w- i want to say there's a very funny troy moment that's just a, it's a little thing near the beginning where he's like he had a poster that says playbill and he just says play ball
0: <laughs> uh, I, I don't, I don't think know. I ever really understood that. I get it now. Okay, <laughs> I just know that. Like, I remember him, like touching the woman in the the picture of it. And I don't know who that is. I don't know all yeah. the the famous people yeah. in the theater community. But he's like, yeah, she's kind of hot. <laughs> just like, <laughs> of course, the most superficial thing. Um, what's also great about Troy, I guess I'll, I'll say this is, um, like, his emotional arc is actually very poignant and strong I think like that feel like while the feeling of disconnect is played for laugh it's also like like the scene where there's the um, uh, in the Jones still play the song about Troy hits me every time like when he's watching during rehearsals and he's like like it makes him really sad I was like oh man this is really good and they do it again at the end and I'm like it's just still like so so powerful. Like just a really well written song, and yeah. a really nice moment. And I think um, it's it
1: also ties into the whole like truth and artifice sort of thing that I think is really, really important. That's the yeah. really see. Yeah.
0: It's also like that scene in the rehearsal's really good because it's like the crossing, crisscrossing of all of the different plots. So Troy comes into the rehearsal of like the big show and then he's he's saddened by the stuff like remembering his mom it's bringing up like, like the, those feelings he calls away Rebecca Diane which furthers the, the uh, divide between Rebecca Diane and Amos because he's yeah. like oh there she goes again and she's like upset that that has to happen uh, and it's also like the vehicle again through Troy's like just insane stupidity through which she finds out that the camp is being sold uh, I'm yeah. not even sure she does anything with that information, but, like, it's it's a well, like, constructed scene of, like, yeah. all these things kind of, like, colliding.
1: Well, I, I also don't, I don't think she has to do anything in particular with it, because part of the point of that scene is also that, like, that's the first time we're finding out it, too. So that's him telling us, really, right. as well. that's true, yes. Um, and so I think that's why, like, it works that, like... We don't need to see immediate fallout of that, really bad. Yeah.
2: And, well, we did see the immediate fall because the
0: demolition people came in shortly after.
1: Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you're right. Oh, so yeah, secrets
0: yeah. out very quickly. Yeah. 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 I was, that scene's also great where he's like doing the séance and he thinks he's talking to his mom and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. these people are all really weird, especially Rebecca." Diane, <laughs> 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 he's Talking to and their faces was yeah. like, 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 <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, what else can we talk about? Uh, speaking of Rebecca Diane, um, I like the. I noticed that her issue is like she can't write the finale, and because she can't sever ties, like yeah. she's still holding on, and so she can't actually end the show. Mm. She can't end her time at camp, and so like yeah. her, that's like all like tied together thematically. Yeah, good shit. I like it. Um, uh, that's that's also what uh, I also want to
1: whoa you mine's a different point so you go really okay
2: quick. uh that's actually the part that made me cry when uh when i started singing the finale song and it's like the finale you know song like initially when, oh when right. uh Re- rebecca diane was singing it it sounded like so pieced together you yeah. know so <laughs> random so well yeah. so bad basically and then when the kids started singing it even though the lyrics are the exact same but because the the rhythm they used, the the tone, et cetera, like it sounded really fucking good, and then uh you know, and then like we at the same moment Amos and Rebecca Diane finally made up like it was just so beautiful, man, like that moment made me cry. that was a part of the i teared though
0: i yeah I up totally agree yeah, it's yeah. it's a fantastic song, the whole like camp isn't home, but also but like sort like yeah, kind yeah. of kind yeah, of yeah. it is. Um, but just like like they say camp isn't home but the way it's sung the two words like what's in between camp and home doesn't really matter you get it yeah. like cause yeah. the meaning is camp is home so yeah. the kind of isn't the negative drops away and you just feel the meaning of camp is home yeah. and it yeah. it really works and then they also layer in something like we fly or something i don't know like they layer all these like really nice messages and it's i agree that was another part that got me teared up yeah. uh aiden had something to
1: say. I, I had a quick like formalistic thing i think that uh we didn't talk too too much about the documentary style i think it is there are a few things i really really like about it i mentioned the nostalgic look that i think operates really well i think it also like you said it lets the plot um develop in a certain way where we have little bits and it reflects the documentary style and i think that's that works really well i also think that The documentary style helps um, uh, make sense of the chaos of the movie because it's like if you are doing a doc, you're not going to find a completely linear plot most of the time. And it is going to be feel like this kind of all over the place thing. So I like that. Um, Another thing I like, I fucking hate when movies do a documentary mockumentary style and then they uh, betray that. Like they start doing shots that like a documentary crew could not have gotten. Mm-hmm. and they start doing that, and so I like that they commit to that. One final thing about documentary style, I think that it allows them to be, like, really fluid and really energetic in certain scenes um, mm-hmm. that help really well. Like, when, um... Oh, what's what's the the guy's name who is Old Joan at the end? What's the character's name again?
2: Glam. Uh...
1: So Glenn. Glenn yeah like yeah. when Glenn is first doing the dance thing and we have like these sweeping shots under the stage that feel very real to concert videography something Alex and I know a lot about um, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah um but and, and I think it, it imbues the scene with a lot of energy and so I think they do a good job of making it feel natural to the documentary style but also choosing shots that help uh, instill the scenes with the correct mood
0: I completely agree. I was making some notes as well about the the formalistic elements. Uh, like the whole thing is handheld, and I it looks so nice. Sometimes like handheld just like hits me the right way. I'm like, oh, that looks great. Um, they use long lenses a lo- not all the time, but a lot of the time, so that yeah. like it's like they're spying in on conversations they're not supposed to hear. Uh, but that also doesn't. They're not limited to that. There's a couple yeah. of instances I can distinctly remember of them going quite wide, uh, and interesting, like lower angles, like the the Glen dancing you mentioned. Um, I wrote something and I have no idea what that means. Um, uh, I like the framing. There's oh when when Ben Platt is hanging his t-shirts, they frame him yeah. through their t-shirts. I love that. Um, the lighting is quite good sometimes um like when they're in the back rooms and they can do like some the backstage i mean and there's like color um the blues and the reds is quite fun troy's like maybe his first scene in the camp with the window light this and he's like yeah I'm without my, my ring light but i'm making do oh yes like, yes yes yeah still feels more or less like verite but also just like yeah. that's really gorgeous yeah. um mm-hmm the inserts they do as well are nice. Like, there's the um, the, the inserts of, like, the bullhorn or the, the a, a quick moment of, like, like the, the boys putting on, like, makeup is a nice little touch as well. And it's, like, it's supposed to be, like, a surprise gag of, like, oh, look, inserts of, like, painting nails and putting on lipstick and then cut to wide and, surprise, it's the boys doing this and not the girls. Um, and I thought that was... A fun, like, very documentary-style gag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, oh, um, like you said, the energy, um, the scenes I thought you would bring up were like when the kids get the cast list and they're yeah. running, and you got like the hustle, like the feeling yeah. <laughs> of the camera running with them, or when Ben Platt is running after Darla, the kid, who's like yeah. leaving at the show. Oh, I love that bit where he's like, "Darla, Darla, come back!" and and like they're like like really trying to keep up with him i like that uh wait actually
2: just a quick question on that so was glenn always supposed to uh take darla's role or was that decided like very last minute when darla uh is like leaving
1: it was decided last minute it's the moment where it's basically like when jimmy comes and talks to him and they have like a day left they have, like, yeah. 24 hours before the show goes on. And he's yeah. like, you got to do this. You got to step up. And so the implication is that he both stepped in to direct the end of it. Because they hadn't, like, they didn't block it. Oh, I see, I see, And then he Wait. also, the implication is that he also, like. Wait, so then why is
2: uh, Amos chasing after Dala then? If he Because he
1: doesn't that find she... that out. He doesn't find that out until he reads the program. So... The... so...
0: So you might not know, know this, but like programs have little slips of paper. Yeah, where like, like if there's someone like, change, exactly. Yeah. yeah, So like that's how he picks it up very clearly, and it's that's how he finds out because he's he's like ticking himself been away sulking from the
1: project for a while. Yeah. yeah.
0: So he just like didn't know what was happening with it. He finds out gotcha. it's still happening, and then he he's like, "Wait, Darla's not in this," and he chases after. Her. So I, it's implied that everyone else knew before he did. Yeah. Nice. Okay um yeah what else can we talk about there's like i could i could talk about this i could of rattle military.
1: off a bunch of funny moments but i think i have said yeah. my piece for the things i really um, want to talk about
0: here's something interesting uh it's quite obvious i think but um when i looked it up when i was looking into this movie on wikipedia i was confirmed that a lot of this movie is improv and what oh, really is interesting it's yeah
1: <laughs> it, i don't think it overstays its. well i could tell like it, I don't think it's surprising to hear that. I don't think it overstays its welcome. I don't think it's ever like a like a loose gag that just spins into nothing. I think it it gets to its point and then it's over. There's Wait, a lot even I the to kids? Talk about it.
0: Yeah. Um, I think so. Uh, because wow, like, that is like, very impressive. That's sick, Peter. I don't think you were there for it, but when we talked about Bottoms, um, a yeah. um, similar movie in the term in the idea that comedy uh, where a lot of it was improvised, and Ayo Adibiri is also in it. Uh, yeah. And we had quite a lot of problems with that movie. It just didn't work. This one, I think, the improv is like you said, doesn't overstay its welcome. But also, I think, just like it really fits the world, I guess, and maybe yeah. also the because it is style. theater. Yeah, I agree. So it's yeah. theater. Like these people are supposed yeah. to be weird, and mm-hmm. and because, it should like, feel
1: spon- spontaneous be- because
0: yeah. improv is like basically theater. People just being themselves and like being their most theatery, when they're mm-hmm. improving here it's like yeah they're being weirdos like that's the or like i say weirdos lovingly you know yeah. but like that's that's who they are normally and whereas improv in bottoms feels like they're stepping out of the character yeah they're supposed to be in that movie and they're becoming a theater kid so mm-hmm. in if in that it feels like like that's a different person i see um yeah, uh, what else can we talk about? Um, cast is great. I would, we didn't really talk like Patty Harrison is in this, uh, yeah. Patty, yeah, Aiden to bring that up, yeah. It's I was funny. surprised when she was, I was like, oh, it's you, yeah, I know you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a good. lot of like mainstays of like comedy right now are in this movie, yeah.
1: No, this is kind of a sad cast,
0: um. I've said my piece.
1: Is so. I've I have also said yeah. my piece. I think. I don't think a yeah. lot
0: of people have said their piece. I'm still holding on. I'm trying to see if I have anything else. <laughs> um.
1: You probably think cocaine. that you are better now. Better now. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's such a fitting ending song too. You know was...
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I liked um, the bit with the the founding ballers. I just love that <laughs> yeah, whole idea cool. of like, yeah, the founding ballers, and then they're like, the founding ballers love the show. cutaway kind of like to text. The founding ballers yeah. love the show, except they're bankrupt and they're being <laughs> investigated by the <laughs> SEC. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, and uh, last thing I'll say, there's a moment in when Amos is watching the show he like created in like still Joan, he's like watching it and then he realizes like oh i actually like i like teaching i like being here yeah and it's it's the last song i think and he's like oh like i actually do need to stay here like this is this is my calling not being a performer um anyways we can yeah again like i said i could talk about this all day so uh let's move on aiden we have a, a segment
1: we do have a segment. So, in case you haven't noticed, the podcast is called Predator vs. Movies. We've done the Predator part, and I, we know we've done the movie part. Now it's time to get to the Predator. If we ask <laughs> the question: Would this movie be pre- better if the Predator from the movie Predator was in it? Okay, Aida, I swear I
2: to God, you made the same mistake last week.
1: <laughs> I think I butchered know. that. I butchered that about fifty percent of the time.
2: <laughs> Every time we flip time. a coin, heads <laughs> you get it, tails you don't.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Um, they should be doing a no. Predator musical. It would not oh. be better. Uh, but that would be a good place for uh, that that alien of ours. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. I agree, right, no, no, though. Who, who
2: wins?
1: Who, wi- who, 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 who wins? Who Who finds the Predator? <laughs> Troy versus the Predator. <laughs> I guess Troy versus the Predator, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't think it goes well. I don't think, yeah, it, I don't think, really think it, goes it goes well, bro. It. Usually kids. we
1: have some angle where we're like, yeah, I think they could maybe in this but like no i think they just uh, lose
0: yeah <laughs> look in a in a head-to-head like it's a little tough solo competition i don't think predator has anything on these kids i'll say that i'll say the, like solo as in like singing not solo yeah solo that. could mean different <laughs> uh but no i think head-to-head combat i think these kids are are not doing well. They are losing. Uh, yeah. Peter, we have a segment uh, that happens after this one.
2: We do have a segment. It's called Predator's Picks. What movie have you guys seen recently? I personally have not seen anything. Nice. <laughs> Good job, Peter.
0: Uh, let's hear from Aiden.
1: Sure. So I've been I've been on I've been in my horror horror kind of vibes. I yeah. uh, I was picking up from uh, last week when I watched a Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one. I watched a Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge. Interesting title because he is not getting revenge on anyone in that movie. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with revenge. Uh, so that's what <laughs> that, I don't know why they called it that. Um, this is, I give it three stars. I think that like, with just a little tweaking and like a little. Just, just some changes here and there this could be like a, a brilliant movie it could be like really? it's actually like it yeah like... There are like there are some great ideas in it and there are some great moments and there are some moments of great directing and other moments of i think not as great directing but i think there are great it's like essentially so there's one thing that uh i think could immediately make it better this is i won't go into my whole spiel about it but so well,
0: if I'm they curious, just so.
1: if they said it instead of um instead of saying that it's a continuation of like the first one which they do because they mention events from the first one it's very clearly happened after the first one if instead of doing that they just said this is like another world and it's just like another story and a different version of freddy krueger that would work way better because right off the hop if you're trying to think about this movie with the rules of the first one it doesn't make any sense Freddy can just suddenly do a bunch of things he couldn't do without any explanation and he can't do things that he could do in the first one. And so it just it's like like his whole goal is different and the way he goes about killing is different in this one. It's basically like a possession thing. And so I think the idea is that he has like targeting this one kid and trying to essentially like possess him through dreams and I think like he's trying to like use him as like a bridge into the real world. But that's just, it's just not made clear that that's what he's doing. And I think that also, there's also this idea that he's like, the more powerful he gets, he's like able to bring kind of dream logic and dream rules to the real world. And like, that's Mm. like his power. But it's also not clear that that's what's happening. I just, I just don't have another explanation for things that happen in the movie. And so I think if they clarified some things, if they maybe, if they escalated the possession plot a little bit better there are some really great moments there's some really cool uh like like practical effects and and visual parts there's like specifically around the possession too like some just really cool things but it's very confusing as to like what actually happened which on some level is a strength of Nightmare on elm street movies to blur the line between dream and reality um but i don't think it's done super well in this movie that's my whole spiel about it. But if you watch it, I think you'll see what I mean. That's like there's some really interesting ideas in it. Other movie I watched is Malignant. This is a James Wan uh, uh directed movie that came out a couple years ago. 20 t- t- I saw a Letterboxd review that was like 20 minutes into this movie, "Oh man, this is it. This sucks." And then 80 minutes into this movie, "Let's fucking go. Keep going. Holy shit." And that is how I felt about it as well. Um the first part of this movie, it's like, "Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. It was Peter in this movie.
0: Yeah. It was Peter with
1: Peter Camp. Dude, like it still, it never becomes like a great movie, but it's so much fun towards the end. Like, like the more they ramp it up, and like they have a bunch of action sequences in it that are like really (laughs) high, like kind of elevated action. Um, The the murder scenes, like it, it's really more of a slasher than anything else. Even though I was expecting more of like a kind of a haunting paranormal story. Um, but it's not it, it is that but it's not it's more of a slasher like in yeah. in at its core um, but it it's very fun I gave it three and a half stars but it especially towards the end it's
0: very very fun
1: that's you know all what's
0: weird you know what's weird about Malignant hmm. that's like the first and only movie called Malignant right
1: I think so. I don't know I can tell you
0: why do I feel like that's like the latest every time I heard about that movie I was like oh like that's like the new malignant oh it's definitely not a
1: remake yeah well that might be because there's insidious which is also a james Wan involved horror series and i think it must
0: have been that because i thought it was like like the next like insidious but yeah a a series of malignants yeah it seems like the latest malignant
1: Especially the way it was marketed, it seemed like it was a very like kind of conjuring, insidious. It seemed like it was one of those. It and it, it I mean, it is James Wan, and it's like a similar yeah. vibe in some ways, but it's it's separate. Yeah.
0: It's a great title, I will say. Yeah. I would I would buy a movie called Malignant. Um I've seen a couple movies. Um, actually, in you had said this movie last week, and it when I was looking for a movie the other day, I was like, all oh, right, Aiden had said he saw that movie, and I was like. I should finally see it. So I saw mm-hmm. Envision of the Body Snatchers, 1978. I have seen the original. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. I I don't really? know. You thought it was just I pretty good? I thought the movie was I, incredible. See, that's the thing. It's like, maybe it's because I went in with that. And that's kind mm-hmm. of like a hard thing to go sure. into a movie with. Like, like oh, I'm going to watch a nearly perfect movie. And then I was like, yeah, no, it, I think it was pretty good. Um, I can see what you mean about the ending because I kept thinking about it and it didn't help that yeah. you had brought it up too. So I was yeah. like, what is like how does this have to play? And it also like does not matter. Like that ending does not matter until like the very end. So I yeah. kept thinking it's like liter-
1: it's the like it's the yeah. last thing.
0: Yeah. So like like that's why I was like I was watching I was like like is it have I already been like is he is now? Like does it yeah. is that apply now? And I thought like the whole time I was like no, there couldn't be. And then, yeah. I was right. So it wasn't until the very end. But um, the movie itself, um, I think uh, the main actor, Donald Sutherland, very cool. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum is in this. Yeah. Young Jeff Goldblum. Leonard Nimoy is in this. Leonard Nimoy is in it. fuck yeah. himself. I thought the main lady was Karen Karen Allen for a bit. The um, Oh
1: really? Yes. The, uh, uh, Indiana Jones. Indiana
0: Jones. Marion yeah. for a bit, and, yeah. and then I was like, no, that's not her. Right. I'm still like so confused how the invasion of the body snatchers like like how that works and it like oh, by really? the end it's it's made very explicitly clear with um like right at the end how that how it works I thought I knew and I think I think I kind of like was on the right track the whole time but I was always like but which which one which one stays and like also well, they never they never like fully explain the um the kind of wool thing the, i think like, that's
1: like that kind of come out
0: the stuff that like is going in the garbage trucks i like that they could just keep seeing like you see it in the background yeah and you're like oh no what is that but like i i actually never knew was it the humans i think maybe i think like, so the human i think it was them carted, all cocooned like, up
1: in the what's floor.
0: left of the humans is yeah. going in the garbage right yeah uh, i thought that was cool um yeah, I, I really what I really like is that it's a movie so clearly about um uh like a, having an affair and cheating and like like relationships, but it's like aliens. So it's like, yeah. like the idea of like like you wake up one day and the person you loved is just suddenly a different person and it's framed like the main characters are having this affair and while the like the the A plot is like Aliens, aliens, aliens. It speaks to the themes of like the relationship and what's going on between them, and then eventually, like the the whole kind of like um, authorial comment, I guess, about it is like one day you're gonna realize the person you're having the affair with, like, is also like it's it's just gonna keep happening. You're gonna wake up one day and it's a new person. Like that's that's how I read it, or like
1: I like, had always kind of,
0: like what it's sort of about. I don't know what t- conclusion it comes to, but
1: I took the broader meaning to be more about like thinking about like what is a human, and I th- I think that that's <laughs> okay. like and how to and like how do we know each other, what what constitutes a person and how they change, and like the unspoken undefinable qualities we have, and that like that that was more what I was thinking, but I think that ties into, I think that's kind of,
0: yeah,
1: two similar two similar thoughts. Um...
0: And yeah, I mean, I think the ending's pretty cool. So like I understand how it it's kind of upsetting that it's uh takes away the mystery of it. But I like you get there's a good like three minutes where you're not sure. And I yeah. think that's a it's a cool three minutes and then I kind of like like to end on such like a high note is I was like, Oh that's a pretty baller move. It it ruins it but it's it's I don't think it
1: ruins it at all. I think it's way stronger if if you with the current ending,
0: no. Okay, so yeah. Okay, I yeah. thought that you had said something no. about that. Okay, no. I like. I think it's a very strong ending, and like going yeah. into his mouth is really fun. Yeah. Um. No. So, so I I thought it was quite enjoyable. Uh. I saw two other movies. I've been continuing my Sydney, uh, Lumetathon. I don't know why I watched this movie. Uh, it's called King of the City. It's uh one from the eighties. It's very similar to Serpico in that it's a movie where uh, about about corruption in the police force. This time it's interestingly coming from the side of the police officer who's, officer who's doing the corrupting, but it's also, sa- I think same as Serpico, is like being the rat. So mm-hmm. so we've seen Serpico the rat, um, Al Pacino who is on the good side, who is like never taken a bribe, but now we're seeing it from the crook side, the person who yeah. has been taking the bribes and He's betraying his friends, uh, and at first he's like, "I will not." It's what that thing, like you said about like like Milos's thing is like, um, you you establish a character rule. He's very yeah. firm at the beginning. I will not rat on my friends. You can imagine what happens later. Right, uh, and it's and it's like tied up with the mob, and it's all about like wiretapping. Um, a great example, kind of like, like you said, this movie does like time periods well. Feels like like kind of like an epic. Um, character study kind of movie. I think it mm. does that quite well. Um, it's like long. a "There she, Will
1: she, Be Blood" kind of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. She she's long though. Uh, it's uh, almost three hours. Uh, mm. I bought it, like or rented it. Not did not look up how long it was, and then looked at and I was like, oh my god. So <laughs> I actually, like I had to do it in two parts because I did not budget my time right. to finish a three-hour movie when I started it. <laughs> Peter's sleeping. Peter. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyways,
2: dude, excuse <laughs> me. I'm a little sleep deprived lately.
0: That was yeah. me watching yeah. *Prince of the City*. I was so tired. Uh, yeah. But I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, and then I watched another movie called *Sanctuary*. You might. Be oh, the uh, I've I've
1: heard
2: of that. The uh yeah. something the the one we talked about right? It's the hotel. Yes.
0: yes. Uh, with, okay, so oh yeah Donald yeah, Donald. yeah this movie yeah yeah. Stop right. guessing! I know what it is. I'll tell you. It's Margaret Qualley and the guy. I, uh, I really the Dominatrix movie. Sanctuary. The Dominatrix movie.
1: Christopher Abbott.
0: I see. It's such a regular name that I'm like, <laughs> is that it? It is Christopher Abbott. He's he's in some cool movies. Um, go check him, him out. I don't I don't know if he's Canadian or if he just keeps working on Canadian movies. But, um, anyways, so. I was quite high high hoped on this movie, Uh, I was quite let down, uh, just in that it is not what I expected it to be, Mm -hmm. Um, have you guys seen Shiva Baby yet? No. Okay, so this is, I don't know if it's a trend, but this this movie reminded me of Shiva Baby, and I'm wondering if this is like a genre, Um, we'll call it indie character drama, or sorry, what am I saying? chamber chamber drama that's the word okay. indie chamber drama drama so the 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 genre that i'm referring to is movie where we are limited to one space and it's very obvious we are limited to one space and limited to two characters who have conflicting goals and are just in like one one conflict throughout the whole movie and Can't resolve it until the very end, and not like a huge fan of that. I think Shiva Baby does it extremely well. Uh, This movie, I did feel like I was stuck on a set. Like it's, I'm pretty sure this was Mm. like um, a a constructed hotel room. Sure, I was quite aware that we were on a set and quite cognizant of like this is just one conflict like that we're dragging on, and some of the character decisions I felt didn't always make sense um I'm like Margaret Qualley is quite fun in this she's clearly having a lot of fun there's a scene where like out of the blue she just starts like dancing wildly uh and I was like she's having a blast doesn't make sense to me but like why it's happening (laughs) um and yeah I just I just felt like the um the the conflict just was not strong enough to like and also it just kind of like The ending kind of like does like a left turny thing and there's a lot of like like supposedly twist moments that I just every single time there was like a twist I was like I don't buy it and it just Mm -hmm. felt like like the character was lying and I thought that was the point I thought it was like the character is supposed to be lying but then it turned out every time the character seemingly was lying it was actually the truth and I was like oh she just tells the truth weirdly (laughs) um so I, I I didn't love it as much as I hoped I would um, but it's it was fine. I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that's what I've seen and watched and stuff. So next week, oh, next week is a creator. Oh, um, very also very excited. Play, very we'll excited about this creator. Uh, Peter it's had sent some sad. good reviews from some yeah. dubious sources, but maybe it will be okay. Good, uh, I mean, actually,
2: I think that movie is like right up eight in the my alley's to be honest like yeah i'm excited it's for the sci-fi I can't sort of like high sci-fi. concept <laughs> it's, it's sort sci-fi. of high concept and then oh my god it's so cool and also so nice. the guy shot, who did yeah. shot on
1: the sony fx3 i believe as well mm. what what is that that is a camera that is uh not that much like bigger higher duty than the cameras that we use yeah oh, really?
0: that's, it's, that's fun I, I, it's sony so like like yeah. that was enough i don't know that specific model but just hearing uh, sony i was like well, it's not. Well, it's not like, it's it's not not like, like a cinema camera. Brand. yeah. It's not well, also
1: Sony. Cameras. Sony makes cinema cameras too, but it's not like this yeah. wasn't shot on like a, on like a big. I, I think FX three yeah. is a cinema camera, but it's not. It's not like a huge, super fancy camera.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So we'll we'll see the creator. I'll say while you guys are super excited, I'm just like, the whole AI thing and like. I've seen that play out like thematically. Like I've seen this before, yeah. so I'm just like.
1: Yeah, but Was you don't it? know you've seen it before until no. you see it. You know, you don't well, know how they're gonna yeah. do it. There's that, and also, do it, um, do good.
2: I just hope they don't it's reach that old grounds when it comes to That's like what the I'm whole. Um, there's a kid. We gotta extract the kid. You know, like your mission right. becomes like, uh, sorry, like the thing that you're assigned to kill became your new mission to protect. You know, like the whole, you yeah. know, like uh, Mandalorian, Last of Us type situation. You know. Mm-hmm. I hope, uh, if anything, they found a unique spin on it. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, So that's that's kind of where my concerns lie. Is like it's a lot of stuff I've seen before. So we'll we'll see. Uh, But it. I mean, visually, it looks quite good. Yeah. Uh, The trailer is all. Every
1: every every movie is stuff you've seen before. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's true. That's what I'll say. That's true. I've not seen Theater Camp before though, and I loved it. Uh, If you like. You haven't seen a movie
1: about a camp that was going to be shut down. Of course, I've seen. I've seen. You
0: know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, if you like us, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Predator PredatorVMovies. Uh, if you like my thoughts on movies, check me out on Letterboxd at underscore Alex Gordon underscore. I leave reviews sometimes.
1: You can also look at me on Letterboxd. I'm 810Sunny. That's 810SONNY. My name is Wombo. I also leave reviews sometimes, though they are few and far between and often just little jokes when I do leave them.
0: Very nice. Peter, do you have a Letterboxd that you sometimes leave reviews on that you'd like yes. to plug? No. <laughs> no, my, I,
2: I, mean, my reviews are not <laughs> as elaborate as Alex, and not as funny as Aiden. So we'll, uh, we'll leave it for the media friend group.
1: So would We're you say you have exclusive. nothing to plug?
2: Yes.
0: Mm.
1: Well then, uh, you know what that means. Uh, <laughs> that means that you are, you are contractually obligated to to give us a, a review, review. <laughs> where, where, wherever. You you listen, listen to, to podcasts. podcasts, Spotify, Spotify, Apple, a- a- Apple Podcasts, Me- podcasts, What's Apple 40? Music. I was gonna say okay, I didn't know there was a different app. Apple Podcasts. Uh, um, U- YouTube. YouTube, other S- ones, <laughs> SoundCloud.
0: Okay, anyway, SoundCloud, Blue uh, Star Rating, Venmo, us. Uh, Venmo is (laughs) a couple
1: bucks, except you can't because we're in Canada. Leave a comment.
0: Uh, Just e-transfer will work. Um, uh, But yeah, show us your love. Um, Tell us who you think would win in the comments. Predator versus these children. Uh, Whoa, wait, (laughs) that's actually really
2: bad. Don't say Uh, that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why? They they can tell us. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Who will win in the singing competition? Obviously. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh, until next week, I'm Alex. I'm Peter. I'm Aiden. And this was Predator vs. Movies. Uh, We will see you next
1: week.